my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing good. So just to give you an update, I know I plan for July and August to be the Best Friends series that would carry over eight episodes that would carry over two months. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to spend two months covering just one series, I kind of want to break it up and do something different. So each month's going to be a different series. So for July, we're going to have Full House Animal Series. We got Rocket from Season 2, DJ's Very First Horse. We have Ginger from Season 5's Too Much Monkey Business. We have Scruffy the Potbelly Pig from Season 7's Room for One More. Of course, Ginger is a chimp in Too Much Monkey Business. And Shorty the Donkey from Season 8, You Pet It, You Bought It. And in August, we are going to have Adventures in Babysitting series. We're going to have Full House Season 1, Our Very First Night. Ooh, Jesse Babysitting the Girls. We got Season 3's Misadventures in Babysitting with DJ Babysitting Brian Kagan. We got Fuller House, Season 1 Funner House, where Joey babysits Jackson, Ramona, and Max, and Baby Tommy. We have Season 3's Fuller House, Uncle Jesse's Adventures in Babysitting. Of course, before Funner House, we also have Full House Season 3, Three Men and Another Baby, where the Tanners take in Baby Tony, who is just so in love with Uncle Jesse. Of course, Michelle, who's always been Uncle Jesse's favorite, feels like he like that she's basically being pushed aside for this baby. So five episodes in August. Of course, I got some in September, some back to school episodes. We got season two, episode seventeen, El Problema, Grande de DJ. We have season five's Spellbound with Stephanie wanting to be the best speller in all of elementary school. We have from Fuller House, season three, episode 12, entitled Fast Times at Bayview High. We have season four's President Fuller that has Max running against Rose for student body president. So yeah, I mean, I know I talked about the Best Friends series. I'm like, I will get to that, but I figured that is something that there's eight episodes I can do like Best Friends Series 1, and then Best Friends Series 2 another time. Just kind of split things up. Just I just think it, it's more fun that way. And I just, every every week it seems like I'm coming up with a new idea for a series of episodes. And I'm just, I'm having so much fun with this. And I promise I will be getting to more Fuller House episodes over time when they fit in with the series that I'm focusing on, so... All right. 
All right. Season 2, Episode 4, entitled DJ's Very First Horse, aired on November 4th, 1988. In this episode, DJ and Kimmy buy a horse. Jesse strikes out in his attempts to date Rebecca. This has got a 7.0 out of 10 based on 209 ratings. We do have Bill Wiley as Jeb. I'm guessing he plays the stable hand. It's been in a few things. Alright, cool. We got Nathan... I'm going to mispronounce this boy's name. I feel bad. He plays Harry. Nathan Nishiguchi. Gucci? I just took a stab at it. Wow, he's like two years older than I am. Wow. Oh, he's in Highway to Heaven? Hiroshima? From 1990? And that's pretty much the extent. Oh, Hiroshima Out of the Ashes, 1990. Alright. This episode was directed by Lee Shallot. Chamel, C-H-E-M-E-L. I want to see if he's done any... Oh! I'm sorry, Miss Lee. I am very sorry. I did not know you were... I feel horrible now. Uh, Hopefully she's not listening to this podcast. Because I feel like a big pile of poopy. Alright, let's see what she's done here. Going back, back, back. Oh, she directed an episode of Different Strokes from 85. That's awesome. Family Ties, five episodes. Benson. uh, Oh, four episodes. All right. So we got season one, Sisterly Love, Just One of the Guys, and The Seventh Month Itch, part one. We got DJ's very first horse in season two. That is the last episode she directed for the show. So, yeah, it looks like she's been uh, the nanny. He also directed three episodes of a show called Raising Dad, which ran from 2001 to 2002, which also starred Bob Saget, as I'm guessing he played a widower in this show as well, raising two daughters instead of three? Three? Two? I can't tell. Two. Two, two, two. Alright, this episode was written by Jeff Franklin, the creator. We got Rob Dames, the writer, and Bob Frazier also writing. There is no trivia for this episode. We do have Good Day Sunshine as part of the soundtrack. Written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Oh, there's a goof. The horse at the ranch and the horse shown in the Tanner family living room are two different horses. Well, yeah, definitely fooled me. I've seen this episode multiple times. The goat wasn't female. Okay, that's... I did not know that. I, You know... I'm smarter for having known that. I've seen this episode a bazillion times. I never would have guessed that goat was not female. And I never would have guessed that there were two horses playing Rocket. But then again, if you think about it, Rocket does have a lot of screen time in this episode. So I can imagine it's like the horse is going to get tired. Like bright lights, having to do take after take after take, having a kid sit on him in all these montages while he, he runs through the park. Or frolics through the park. I mean, that's a lot for one horse to take. So it's definitely good. I will look and see if I can tell the difference if there's two horses. Because uh, now I'm just going to be looking at it like it's going to be stick out like a sore thumb. Same with the goat. Like, where is it? Oh, yeah, that is definitely a male goat. Definitely. <laughs> I saw udders. <laughs> so I assumed it was a female. Because that's what that stable hand told me. 
All right. So, of course, we got some trivia. First of all, the first one from the ever-faithful Power Man Dan. Ooh, gives this one a 6 out of 10. Titles it, We're Gonna Get a Horse. <laughs> this was published on April, uh, August 1st, 2016. This episode is a mixed bag with me, mainly because of how family-oriented it tries to be. Nothing wrong with that, but as I've said before, it sometimes loses its realism. Danny and Becky invite the family on the set of a special farm edition of Wake Up San Francisco, where DJ instantly falls in love with a horse named Rocket. She lies and schemes her way into being with the horse more often. When the or she words this lies and schemes her way into being with the horse more often this just makes it sound like she and the horse have more of a relationship than we're led to believe and that frightens me deeply um okay she figures that by showing how good she is with it and how she can juggle the responsibility she would be obligate her um obliged not obligated into owning owning rocket Hilarity ensues soon after. DJ has always been perhaps the most spoiled out of the sisters. Have you met Michelle? <laughs> no, she hasn't gotten to spoiled level just yet. Okay. I hate the episodes that show how sanctimonious she is. She lies and disobeys her father and gets her little sister and best friend involved. She's 12 and a major daddy's girl. When Danny confronts her about the whole thing, she cries and Danny consoles her. If that was my dad at that age, he would have taken away so many privileges and not have consoled me in the slightest. This is how this episode tries to be as family as possible. Luckily, there are some funny bits and the subplot with Jesse and Becky is good. Aww, that's, ooh, there's quite a few of them. Alright, next one. We got from... Tara Angel 40960. Oh my, this one's, this reviews this year, like two months ago, May 13th, 2020, titled Again. No matter what DJ does, she never gets punished or uh, no consequences, but in this one, she learns an important lesson. If you lie and get caught, daddy will make sure that you get a horse. Uh, correction, she did not get the horse. She had to, well... That's kind of a gray area. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> seriously, his lack of parenting is sickening, and his kids will grow up knowing that they can get away with anything if they cry for two seconds. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Michelle. <laughs> All right, next one. Oh, Taylor Kingston. Haven't seen he or she around for a while. Also rates this a 6 out of 10. Titling it, The One with DJ's Horse. This person must be a fan of... Friends, because doesn't that, the episode title say the one with this, the one with that? Warning, spoilers, guys, if you've not seen the episode, if you don't have Hulu, get Hulu, because it's got all eight seasons of Full House on it. Alright. Oh, I really like this episode. I loved seeing all the animals, the horses, the chickens. They were just so freaking adorable. I love that DJ learned some responsibility, but I hated that she got off so easily. In this episode, DJ and Kimmy buy a horse and they share him for a time. But when Kimmy can't come up with her share of the fees for the stable, DJ has to give him up. Danny finds out what she has done and was very lenient. Meanwhile, Jesse continuously strikes out on his attempts to date Rebecca. Overall, I give this episode a 6 out of 10, which in my ratings book is good. And the last review... 
by Mitch RMP. I've seen the name before, username before on other reviews, so it's been a bit since I've seen him. This was December tenth, twenty thirteen. Ooh, out of all of them, this one gives he gives it the highest rating, eight out of ten. Well, higher than the other two. Titled "Gotta Have a Horse." The Tanners take a trip to the barn where Becky and Danny are doing a special Saturday edition of Wake Up San Francisco. DJ sees a horse, falls in love with it. She starts to ask her father if she can have it since she'd only have to pay stable fee, which is like $50 every two weeks. But she realizes that he was about to say no, so instead she decides to own it without permission and prove that she could take care of it. She and Kimmy come up with a deal to split the stable fee of 100 bucks. Kimmy bails at the last minute leaving DJ with only half the money, so what's a girl to do? Take it home. We can already imagine Danny's reaction when he sees a horse in his house. He's very upset with DJ, and I'm glad to say he doesn't let her off the hook lightly. Instead, she's punished and does not get to keep the horse. But when DJ gets back to the stable, she gets a surprise. Because she doesn't necessarily get to keep the horse, but I'm not going to delve into that until we get to that scene. Those of you that have already seen the episode multiple times, like myself, already know what happens. Alright, here's some quotes from the episode. Don't get me in trouble, hide the tail! This is from Stephanie. Alright. DJ has brought her her horse inside the house. Joey, oh, this is great. Danny's going to walk in here, see this horse, and blame me for the whole thing. And you know why? (laughs) Because this is very funny. (laughs) Uh, DJ Tanner, I'll tell you what. If you can keep this secret for two weeks, I'll let you own part of the horse. Stephanie's like, which part do I get? Uh, the tail. And Stephanie says, my very own tail? Okay. Here's the next one. Jesse Katsopoulos discovering Rocket in the living room. How did you... Where did you... Help me out here. DJ says, I can explain. Jesse's like, no, 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 wait. Don't tell me. (laughs) You were walking by the supermarket. Some kid had a litter of these in a cardboard box. Noticing Rocket in the house. Danny Tanner. There's a horse in my living room. Stephanie to DJ. He didn't hear it from me. Danny Tanner. What are you doing here? Stephanie Tanner, talking like a horse. Hello, Dad! Joey, good impression, Steph. Next time a little more Johnny Cash, though. Jeb, looking at the cover of a George Michael CD. Either that boy's wearing an earring or that gal's got some serious stubble. I always laughed at that scene. I'm like, that? <laughs> He's never heard of George Michael. <laughs> I mean, we get it, the 80s was a time of, like, big hair, guys with long, flowing locks, mullets, and everything. You know, Michael Bolton, you got your George Michael, you got your, uh, what's his name? Brett something? I can't remember. Brett, Brett Michael? What's the lead singer of Wicked Sister, Twisted Sister, or whatever her name is? Do you know? What? What's the name of Twisted Sister? D. Snyder. D. Snyder? I think so. He's the one with the long flowing blonde locks, right? Okay. 
Alright, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I'd like to remind you Tanner newbies who have just jumped on the Tanner train, where you can find the podcast on social media to follow along, find out what episodes I'm going to be doing, which series I'm going to be jumping on in the coming months. So, Facebook, just type in Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast, the All My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will show up in the search bar on Instagram, OMHC, Full House, Fuller House Podcast. And, of course, Twitter at OMHC, Full House. Now, if you want to know where you can listen to the podcast, there are many different ways. You can jump on iTunes. You can jump on Podbean. You can jump on SoundCloud. A lot of different ways. A lot of different resources. Um... Also, if you're listening to the Punky Power podcast, have been since the beginning, you'll know I also put the Oh My Lanta Holy Chulipas Full House podcast episodes on there, as well as the Looking Back on My Wonder Years on Wonder Years podcast as well. So, And it even also has its own podcast under the Oh My Lanta Holy Chulipas. So, yeah. Alright, I'm ready to jump into this episode. I just, I love this stuff. I love the episodes with the animals in them. Alright, one last thing before I jump into the cold open. Let's read the episode description on the DVD case. Danny finds it easy to just say nay when DJ brings home a new pet. A horse. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of lackluster. So the cold open for this episode, it's cute and short. We have Joey taking a nap on the couch, which is, I can't believe that someone's even able to do that in the living room with a house full of people. You'd think there'd be so much noise and activity going on, but apparently this is da- surprisingly uh, a downtime for the Tanner house. It's kind of quiet. Maybe the girls are at sc- girls are probably at school. And Michelle, of course, is two at the time. She toddles in. She goes up to Joey, who's sleeping, licks him on the nose, and he, of course, wakes up. And she says, nap. He's like, oh, hey, did you wake me up just to tell me I was taking a nap? (laughs) He's like, okay, well, if I fall asleep again, wake me up and let me know. And she totally puts her back down on the floor, and she walks into the back into the kitchen. I thought it was cute. It was sweet. It was to the point. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> you woke me up to tell me I'm taking a nap? <laughs> well, thank you. Well, if I fall asleep again, make sure you wake me up and let me know, okay? (laughs) Bye-bye. I bet Dave Coulier had a fun time. It's like, all you gotta do is just lay on the couch. He's wearing his sweatpants. He's wearing his... He's got stocking feet. He's good. Like, oh, sweet. I get to, like, lay here and pretend to be asleep. You don't mind if I actually fall asleep, do you? (laughs) Okay. And that, in a nutshell, is the cold open. Alright, so the episode opens offset somewhere. 
Or on location, I'm sorry. Normally the episodes start in one of the rooms in the Tanner house, be it the living room, a bedroom, the kitchen, so on and so forth. This one actually is kicking off the episode in a horse stable. As we see, we got some set people, some crew workers of Wake Up San Francisco who are getting the official San Francisco signage up on one of the pillars in the stable. Because Becky and Danny are going to be shooting there. And of course we all know that Rebecca Donaldson, she's not Katsopolis at this point, she hails from Valentine, Nebraska. And of course she grew up on a farm, just like I did. We didn't have goats, and by the time I came along, my dad stopped milking cows, so... I definitely did have an experience with um, a horse. My sister had a horse named Breezy when I was probably about seven, eight years old. If I can find the picture of me petting the horse or brushing the horse, I will definitely post it on the Facebook. Oh, Facebook, look at me. Uh, the Facebook page, the Twitter, and the Instagram. There might even be a picture of me on top of the horse. And honestly, that would have been the last time I ever rode a horse. But I'll get into that and the story behind this horse. I had some crazy, crazy times with this horse, I'll tell you what. So I was just telling Jesse, yeah, I was talking to Uncle Jesse, no. I was talking to Jeremy, we actually went for a drive yesterday, it was really nice, just like today, it's a really nice day, and we were driving just, you know, the back roads, and uh, <laughs> we had come, we were driving past this field, and there's horses there, and I said something about, you know, a bucket list, like, what if I put on there, like, horseback riding or something, like, see if I can get over my fear of being on a horse. I'll get into why I have that fear later. Um, <laughs> but I thought maybe, that I honestly, I would rather do the horseback riding over skydiving any day of the week. But let's get into this episode. We got a really cool dude here. Looks like a cowboy. He's got the hat. He's got the flannel shirt. He's got the jeans, the belt bucket. He's got the twang down to a science. Or maybe that's just his actual accent. Heaven forbid I offend him. I'm sure he's probably dead of old age, though. Well, maybe not. I mean, well, this is, what, 88? 89, maybe? I think it's 88. And that was like 32 years ago, so he may be dead. Well, kiss my grits. This man is very much alive and with us. Cool. Well, I will 100% admit that I was wrong. And I do apologize for assuming that you, Jeb, the, char the character Jeb, this old man, has passed on twice. I apologize. Okay. Let's dive into the episode. Let's forget about Jeb right now. We're not focused on him. We're focused on DJ and the horse she has fallen in love with. Uh, they're meat cute, if you will. Oh, but Jesse and the chicken and Give the chicken love. Give him a hug. Give him love. Aww. Pet the chicken. 
<laughs> He's like, I want to get away. <laughs> he wants to get out of there. Stop touching me. Oh, this is a great picture. I gotta get this. Say cheese. Aww. Aww. Here we go. Becky, Odisha, I have to show you and I slip away. We'll lunch together. Say okay. Okay. That was nice. <laughs> Good one. Very sweet. <laughs> what are you doing here anyway? Well, Saturday, and the girls want to come down and watch you guys shoot your show. I think they wanted to see the horses. Oh, God, Danny! <laughs> Pretty much. Except for Joey. Meh, it's pushing it. It's a horse. <laughs> Oh, you're so gullible, kid. <laughs> he's Ew, he's not a stinky horse. No, we don't begin with DJ and Rocket. We begin with Jesse and two-year-old Michelle and a baby chicky. Oh, it's so adorable. And Jesse's holding Michelle and she's he's holding the chicken, little baby chick. And he's like, oh, give the chicky love. Give it a hug. And she's kissing it and petting it. And I love how the chick... It's clearly had enough of this scene because it's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. And it's like flapping its wings. And everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. It's like, no, I think the poor chick is actually terrified. Like this toddler, she's gonna eat me. I mean, Michelle, compared to this toddler, this little chick probably thinks. Or Michelle, compared to this little chick, probably thinks like, oh my gosh, it's Godzilla. She's going to eat me. She's putting her mouth on me. Ah! So Becky, of course, brought her camera with her to take beautiful, capture beautiful Kodak moments such as this. And it's just so cute. And then, of course, Jesse's like, oh, why don't you get in there with Michelle and uh, take a picture? Of course, he's got his own ulterior motive. He's like, hey, why don't after the show, you and I go off and have lunch together? Say okay, and she's like, okay, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, very sneaky. But Danny, of course, dressed the part, wearing a big straw hat, blue overalls, and a red and black checked flannel shirt, and it's just like, <laughs> I feel so ridiculous. Are you laughing with me or at me? Well... You're clearly n not laughing with me, so I guess I answered my own question. And Becky's like, no, Danny, you look great. I mean, it's great to bring a little country to San Francisco. Of course, in walks Joey, and he's like, ah! 
and he's pointing at Danny, like, oh, I thought you were my friend, Joey. Of course, in the background, while the picture of Jesse and Michelle is being taken, we do see Kimmy and DJ. Well, DJ's petting the horse. I don't think Kimmy's really down with it. Kimmy, mind you, now she's not wearing bright colors like her character will eventually evolve into doing. She's wearing a blue jet denim jacket, what looks like denim plaid-looking shorts, and... Like, skin-tight red um, tight pants. I can't. It just, it's just, it's an interesting ensemble, I'll say that much. But then again, Kimmy's been such a interesting character. Danny, just lose the straw hat. It just looks... I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, I grew up around farmers. None of them wore straw hats. But then again, none of them were running around wearing overalls and, you know, flannel plaid shirts either. So, DJ is really talking up Rocket as she's petting him. Like, oh, isn't he the most gorgeous creature you've ever seen? And Kimmy's like, nah, Patrick Swayze is. Like, you are... Uh, I mean, it's a cute horse, don't get me wrong, but the most beautiful creature in the world, I think that's pushing it. Even Rocket's like, you know, DJ, I am just a horse. That's interesting. It seems like they always give the Patrick Swayze lines to Andrea Barber. I mean, this episode, you also have Where oh, Where Has My Little Girl Gone, where uh, DJ's got her new room, which used to be Michelle's old room. And Kimmy's like, oh, you know what would go great over your bed? A picture of Patrick Swayze. Also, um, she also has a framed 8x10 picture of Patrick Swayze that she brings over in the Slumber Party episode. Patrick Swayze, now that says good morning. So I kind of wonder if maybe Andrea Barber liked Patrick Swayze and they just kind of wrote in the lines on occasion. So I love how Stephanie comes in like, oh, what a pretty horse. What's his name? And DJ's like, Rocket. But that's not what I want to gripe about. I want to gripe about this poor horse back by the entryway gets no love, no acknowledgement. Like, oh, <laughs> No one's ever gonna... Oh, clearly the horse. And even Rocket's owned by somebody. They're just being stabled there. I mean, we don't see. Maybe DJ pet that other horse whose name we'll never know. I love how after uh, Kimmy says, uh, no, Patrick Swayze is, you know, according to DJ, asking, like, oh, isn't this horse the most beautiful creature you've ever seen? And I notice how DJ, the horse keeps wanting to pull its head back in its little uh, corral stable there, but DJ keeps grabbing onto its harness and pulling it out, you know, to face her so she can be interacting with it. It's like, I think the horse is over this scene. That horse, because <laughs> of course its lead is tied to uh, the fence there where its uh, stable is, and it's just like, I don't want to be here anymore. So, Stephanie goes over to Pet Rocket, and of course, the horse is like, Hello, Stephanie! And she's like, I beg your pardon? And he's like, Hello, Stephanie! And she's like, Oh my gosh, the horse talks, and it knows my name! And of course, DJ's like, Stephanie, come here. 
pulls her over to the side. We see Joey under this disgusting horse blanket thing. Dude. Also, he could pretend to do an imitation of the horse's voice. Stephanie's like, that's it. I'll never trust another talking horse as long as I live. So he's like, hey, Steph, look, I'll make it up to you. I will take you and introduce you to this duck over here that sounds just like Elmer Fudd. Wouldn't it be more funny if you tried to do, like, a Donald Duck impression? I mean, it is a duck. Or even, you know, a Daffy impression. A duck impression. Why would the horse, uh, why would the duck sound like Elmer Fudd? Hello. I can't do an Elmer Fudd. Oh, my God. So, Jeb, the stable hand here, the old man who I assume was dead, wasn't the answer. Anyway, he's like, oh, well, little lady, that, look, that horse looks like he's taking a shine to you. <laughs> so, apparently, Rocket's owner moved to Chicago. Why wouldn't you just sell your horse? I mean, you're not going to be flying in, like, once a month to Chicago to spend the weekend with your horse. Clearly. Oh, okay. Well, DJ asks what we're all probably wondering. Oh, what's going to happen to the horse? It's like, oh, well, he's on a one-way trip to the glue factory. No, actually, um, he's responsible for finding a new home for the horse. Okay, good. That's great. And he even says somebody could find themselves with a, a, basically a free horse. And DJ's like, a free horse is in zero dollars? I might be interested. I do have to check with my father. So why don't you put the horse on layaway? Of course, the guy's like, whoa, whoa, there, Missy. Now it costs $150 to feed and stable him. <laughs> I love how DJ's more interested in this than Kimmy is. Kimmy's just like, oh, I'm just here because I hope maybe I might get some television exposure. Maybe I'll pop into the shot while Mr. Tan Mr. Tanner's milking a goat. Who knows? Okay, so let me get this straight. So $100 every two weeks. So that's basically 200 bucks a month. Now, DJ, that is a reoccurring fee. You don't just pay $200 and you get the horse for it. No, that is a monthly fee. You don't even have a job. And she... Event. Well, well, I'll put a pin in that, and we'll discuss that later when she's thinking of how she's going to pay for the stable fees for the horse. I love how she says, hey, just put the horse on layaway, and I love how Jeb just kind of gets her like, all right, I'll do that. Okay, this is the first episode where we have ever had any form or inkling that DJ has been fascinated with horses. How funny that this is going to come back, not for DJ, but for Michelle in the series finale. Interesting. She's like, oh, Kimmy, a horse of my very own. It's my dream. It's what I've always wanted. Your dream has been to own a horse? For how long? I'm trying to think. Like, what? Okay, there's Mr. Ed. Uh, what other horse shows with uh, Mr. Ed? There was um, Black Beauty, not the Warner Brothers movie. That's a cute movie, by the way. I've seen it. Um, what about the Black Stallion? Wasn't that around this time, too? I'm pretty sure the Black Stallion was out. That was a decent movie. I also saw the Black... St I think it was like the Black Stallion Returns. 
where the kid has Alec, I think his name is, has to go to like Arabia or something because his horse is stolen. Let's see. The Black Stallion 79 had Mickey Rooney in it. Okay. Oh, that's pretty. So she might have seen Kelly Reno. This guy's name is Kelly. The Black Stallion Returns came out in 83, so it was four years later. Does it have the same kid in it? It does. Okay, is he in... Let's see. I'm kind of curious. I don't know what Brady's Escape. It's got horses. Uh, that kid obviously is big on the horse movies. Okay. So we know that. I swear there's a Black Stallion television show, too. Um, I, we're a turn of wildfire. Remember that song Wildfire by, um, Michael Murphy or something like that? That's a good, that's a good song. I love that song. Um, Black Beauty, real quick here, 94, so still, oh, there's a 2020 Black Beauty, oh, my favorite actress, Kate Winslet, she's providing the voice of the horse, oh my gosh, I, 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 I want to see this movie. I, I want to see it. Okay, let's see. 71, Black Beauty. Uh, Adventures of Black Beauty, 72 to 74. Black Beauty, 2015, with Lu the late Luke Perry. Oh, good golly. Uh-huh. Volunteers at a city pond for Grandpa and the Country Adapt a Horse. Oh, that's great. Alright, let's see. 46, Black Beauty, 78 to 78, five-episode miniseries. American Black Beauty, I has... Does it have anything to do with a horse? Oh. Okay, let's move on. I don't care. Um, she probably watched that or watched, like, some horse racing. It's like, I want to ride a horse. That's like whenever I see the Winter Olympics, see someone, you know, with a figure skating, like, I want to learn how to ice skate. And it never happens. But I like that DJ is committed to she sees what she wants, she goes for it. Like Jesse when he was going to propose to Re Re Rebecca in um, Luck Be a Lady Parts 1 and 2, the season 2 finale. So DJ puts a hand on Kimmy's shoulder and says, let's do this together. We'll be the only kids in the 6th grade with a horse. Kimmy's like, yeah, that'll make Kathy Tan Santoni... Shut up about her stupid moped. So this is, I think, the first drop we get of Kathy Santoni. We won't see her until, I believe, season three's Back to School Blues. Oh, oh, here we go. Here's how she solves the money problem, in quotes. Well, ask our parents to split the money. So each parent is going to give up 100 bucks for the month. So, Danny's putting up 100 for the first two weeks, and Kimmy, Kimmy's not even into the whole horse thing. She doesn't like the horse. She didn't even touch the horse. She's not invested in this. She's only into it because DJ's so jazzed about it. And the idea of making Kathy Santoni green with envy just tickles her funny bone. Just, oh, I'm so excited. Let's make her jealous. I mean, honestly, at this point, who, how many 12-year-olds in 1988 were driving around with mopeds? I I think when this episode aired, I had no idea what a moped even was. Apparently, it's like a small motorcycle or a small uh, type of scooter or something. So this couldn't be the most worst time to be asking your dad for anything. 
as in right when he's about to go live with his talk show. Maybe she figures, oh, because he's getting, you know, makeup put on his face, maybe he'll be more um, inclined to say yes. Because at this time, they don't have comment. They won't get puppy comment until, like, sometime in season three. So she's like, hey, Dad, can I have a pet? I'll feed it. I'll be totally responsible. I'll take care of it. And he's like, oh, well, uh, that's a big responsibility. And she's like, yeah, I just covered the responsibility part. He's like, well, I don't know. Maybe something small like a parakeet or a goldfish. You know, nothing with teeth. I'm just like, yeah, those are starter pets. Whether it's a bird or a goldfish, then you eventually move up to like hamsters, guinea pigs, rabbits. Eventually you work your way up to getting a cat or a dog. Honestly, I think cat and then dog because the top of the pet responsibility chain, dog is going to be at the very top. All you're doing with the cat is making sure they're fed, watered, and you clean out their litter box every night. That's it. A lot more. And the thing is, I'm just thinking, her asking for a pet, you don't think that Stephanie's not going to get a little jealous? Like, oh, well, if DJ gets a pet, why don't I get a pet? So, of course, Becky gets in there next to Danny and has to tap him on the shoulder to remind him that the cameras are rolling, we're on. And DJ's like, oh, that's my dad, as she thumbs towards Danny and it's like, bye, dad. Like, okay. Looks like that horse is thinking and shine to you. Old Rocket's been a little lonely since his owner moved to Chicago. <laughs> What's going to happen to him? The fact is, I'm supposed to find him a good home. Somebody could have themselves a free horse. A free horse? No money? Zero dollars? An absolutely free horse? <laughs> I might be interested. <laughs> Not so fast. Yeah. It costs $100 every two weeks to feed and stable him. $100? Uh, I'll get back to you. $200 for the month, though. <coughs> yeah. Since when? We'll be the only kids in the sixth grade with a real horse. Ooh, that'll make Kathy and Tony shut up about her stupid moped. We'll get our parents to split the money. I'll no. go ask my dad right now. I just covered that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe uh, something small like a parakeet or a goldfish. Nothing with teeth. Danny, we're on. That's my dad. My dad. Good morning. So I like how Danny's like, wake up, San Francisco, E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> and Becky's like, hey, we are giving you our first on-location episode of Wake Up San Francisco, bringing it down, bringing it home down to the farm from Golden Gate Stables, and Becky's like, yeah, this reminds me of back home in Nebraska, and Danny's like, yeah, this reminds me of an episode of Green Acres, or a rerun of Green Acres. I'm surprised he didn't say it reminds me of a, episode, a rerun of Mr. Ed, but we do get a Mr. Ed joke coming later, so... So, Becky reveals she's got a 4-H surprise for Danny, and Danny's like, oh, Rebecca, you know how I don't like surprises. She, she's like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> she's, like, taking a special glee, like, oh, this is so exciting. I'd love to embarrass my co-host on air. 
That's the same way with people seem to enjoy getting a reaction out of me, just like Becky loves getting a reaction out of Dan, especially on air where he can be extra embarrassed. So, yeah, uh, Jeb brings out Marilyn the goat, even though this is supposedly a male goat. <laughs> yeah, Danny, uh, America's gonna, San Francisco's gonna watch him milk a goat for the first time. All right. So Becky demonstrates, gra grabs a wooden stool, sits right to the side of the goat, and she acts like she is back home in the barn in Nebraska because she goes right for where you need to go, which is the teats of the goat to get the milk out. You know, just like milking a cow. I've never milked a cow. I should add that to my... I mean, I do have farmer's blood in me because I grew up on a farm. And my family were all farmers. But nowadays they just use machines to milk the goats. I love, poor Dan, he's so nervous and bashful. He's like, Rebecca, I have a thing about touching goats below the waist. Like, buddy, this is not like a sexual experience, okay? It's just you're milking a goat. What if there was no water and you had to rely on goat's milk? You would have to milk the goat. So, Rebecca demonstrates, like, oh, see, it's easy like this. And right away, she just, she goes to work on that goat. Like, she's been doing this all her, she probably has been doing it in the majority of her life, her childhood. Milking a goat. So, Rebecca gets up from the stool, and Danny sits down. It's like, oh, he, he had a formal introduction here with the goat. Like, hi, uh, Marilyn, uh, Danny Tanner here. I love how the goat is just kind of not even looking at Danny, just almost like he's kind of, uh, commenting to uh, Jeb here, who's holding her by the waist. It's like, oh, yes, this guy's a newbie. <laughs> oh, boy, this is not going to go well. I love how Danny faces the camera as his hands go below the goat's waist and says, kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> That's my dad. Bye, Dad. Good morning. Welcome to a special Saturday edition of Wake Up San Francisco E-I-E-I-O. I'm Danny Tanner. I'm Rebecca Donaldson, and today we're live from Golden Gate Stables. Danny, isn't this wonderful? It reminds me of growing up in Nebraska. Reminds me of a rerun of Green Acres. You know, sometimes I really miss farm life, but not today, because I have a special 4-H kind of surprise for you. Rebecca, I don't like surprises. I know. <laughs> Come on, honey. Come on, Marilyn. Hi, goat. Here you go. San Francisco's gonna watch you learn how to milk goats. <coughs> now, sit down right here. Watch, honey. Grab on right under there. Rebecca, I have a thing about touching goats below the waist. <coughs> Come on, it's easy. Like this. Come on, honey. Now, you try it. Do they just have one udder? <coughs> That's a male goat, so it's not an udder. That's a Okay, I think that trivia is wrong saying that this is a male goat because it clearly, I looked up a male goat and I looked up a female goat. Those are udders. Those are not testicles. So, yeah. Alright, so we're back in DJ and Stephanie's bedroom. DJ is on the bed reading a horse book she probably got from her school library. Oh, it looks like this is clearly the same day. 
Because DJ and Kimmy are both wearing the same clothes they were when they were at the stable. And Kimmy comes over. DJ jumps up right away. Like, hey, what'd your mom say about uh, the horse? And, of course, Kimmy says, Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what she said. Kimberly Louise Gibbler, have you lost your mind? And Kimmy's like, well, I don't really have an answer for that. So, yeah, it looks like uh, it's uh, a no-go on the horse. I had to find some cheaper dreams there, DJ. <laughs> and I was just talking over last night with Jeremy while I was getting dinner ready. Is the fact that DJ doesn't necessarily have to own a horse to enjoy, you know, hanging around horses. Just volunteer at the stable or just take riding lessons. Learn how, I mean, that's probably what her first interaction with, with a horse and just automatically falling in love with it. But it's like, a horse is a big responsibility as a also a very big financial responsibility. There's not only stable fees, vet bills, all that stuff. I'm sure it ain't cheap to, if that horse is sick, you gotta call in a vet, and yeah. they Vets in their own are not cheap even when dealing with dogs and cats, but you get into bigger animals like farm animals, pigs, cows, horses, yeah. I don't think she's really wrapped her head. I think she's just like, oh, the horse. I just love riding the horse. Then volunteer at the stable. Have your dad sign you up for lessons. Stuff like that. You can't learn everything you need to know about a horse through a library book. Or just riding the horse in the park. There's so much more to it. And I mean, I know as a kid, when you get excited about something, you just you can't focus on anything else. And the real responsibilities that come along with it just go right out the window. Like, I just want the horse. So Kimmy's like, all right, did you try asking your dad again? And this is where DJ's like, oh, no, actually, I got a better idea. Yeah, her logic is a little, uh, yeah. She says, I got a better idea. How about we take care of Rocket for two weeks and our parents will be so impressed with us that they'll have to let us keep the horse. Um, actually, you want to know what? I don't think they're going to be impressed. I think they're going to be angry with the fact that you are lying, that you're keeping this horse without permission. You're spending money you probably shouldn't be spending, especially because she says if I take my money out of my savings account. Like, you're 12. Can you do that at 12? Just, go, I mean, wouldn't you have to have a parent signature at that age to just go in and, like, I want to withdraw my $100 that's currently sitting in my savings account that my dad started before I was born. So, Kimmy's like, oh, I love the way your mind works. How, what does your mind say about the stable fees and that stuff? So, DJ, who also has acquired horse figurines saying if we take all of our allowance and all of our savings we should have just enough money now at this point in time this is only season two they're still trying to work out the kimmy character we haven't gotten the zany clothes i mean if you want to call the plaid shorts over the red tights with the denim jacket maybe a little crumb of what's to come with Kimmy Gibbler, but they drop this very shortly after season two with the 
all I have to do is give up shopping. And she's like, give up shopping? Did those words just come out of my mouth? And DJ's like, Kimmy, forget about shopping. Remember, we're going to have a horse. The only sixth graders that have are going to have a horse. Think about it. Work with me here. Say this. We're going to get a horse. We're going to get a horse. We're going to get a horse. And Kimmy chimes in. And then, of course, in walks Stephanie. We're going to get a horse. We're going to get a horse. And DJ just looks at Stephanie like, uh, you didn't hear that, did you? She's like, of course I did. We're getting a horse. It's like, oh, boy. Yeah. We all know that Stephanie cannot keep a secret to save her life. This is a problem, a roadblock. Of course, DJ is like, okay, now, Steph, you know I love you, right? Okay, um, so I'm not going to kill you <laughs> for overhearing this. But what I will do is offer you a part of the horse to own if you keep your zipped lip, your z- lips zipped. Um, and Stephanie's like, wow, what part of the horse? And DJ's like, oh boy, I didn't think that one through. Uh, the tail. And Stephanie is so jazzed. She's like, my tail, my very own tail. I'm going to call it Buttercup. Uh, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> By right, she's like, okay, so if you own half, you own half, and I own half, we each earn 30, we each own 33% of the horse. That 1% is the tail. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip. I'm surprised she, yeah, but Stephanie doesn't bargain harder, like, no, not, not, not the tail. I want, um, the feet. I want to own the feet of the horse. Or the mane. Instead of offering the tail, offer the mane. I'll that way Stephanie can, you know, brush it, braid it. Well she can do the same thing with the tail too. I mean, I've seen horses that have a braided tail. Well, I asked my mom about the horse. What did she say? She said, Kimberly Louise Gibbler, have you lost your mind? I didn't really have an answer for that. (laughs) Could you try asking your dad again? No, I have a better idea. If we take care of Rocket all by ourselves for two weeks, our parents will be so impressed they'll have to let us keep him. I love the way your mind works. (laughs) How does your mind say we pay for two weeks of stable fees? (laughs) My mind says if we take our allowance and all our savings, we'll have just enough money. All I have to do is give up shopping. (laughs) Give up shopping? (laughs) Did those words come out of my mouth? (laughs) Kimmy, how can you compare shopping to having our very own horse? Come on, say it with me. We're gonna get a horse. 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 horse. (laughs) Stephanie, you didn't hear that. Of course I did. We're gonna get a horse. horse a secret for two weeks, I'll let you own part of the horse. Which part? (laughs) Uh, the tail. 
My very own tail? Deal. I think I'll name it Buttercup. Are you sure you can trust her? She is such a blabbermouth. I can keep a secret. No one knows about the bag of Halloween candy in my sock drawer. Oh. I am a blabbermouth. How old is that stuff, though? Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Halloween candy! Give it to wait, me! Wait, wait, I want it. It's not in there anymore. It'll, I want it's stale. It'll run your teeth. <laughs> so Kimmy goes over to DJ and is like, you really think you can trust her? I mean, she's such a blabbermouth to Stephanie. And, of course, Stephanie tries to defend herself by saying, Hey, I can keep a secret. No one knows where my Halloween candy is. And then Stephanie's like, Oh, boy, I am a blabbermouth. Ay, ay, ay. Which is kind of funny because Michelle did the same thing when it came to the whole baby shower thing. Like, oh, well, she can't keep a secret, DJ. It's talking about Michelle. Michelle's like, yeah, I can. You don't know when I put on your makeup. Oops. <laughs> so, of course, DJ and Kimmy just kind of look at each other and grin. And they're like, Halloween candy! And they rush over to Stephanie's sock drawer, because that's where she keeps it. Um, Where, how long this candy's been there. I don't know what time of year it's supposed to be. Everyone's kind of wearing... Well, DJ's wearing a sweater, and so is Stephanie. So it's got I would say it's got to be, like, between November and December at this point. Or maybe it's... Well, we are five episodes away after this one from our very first Christmas show, which I did cover last December. I'm going to say it's November. So clearly that candy isn't going to be too bad off. I just remember going to someone's house as a kid and they had Halloween candy and I, I don't know what I chomped on, a Tootsie Roll or something, but it was hard as a rock. And I think I ended up uh, busting up one of my tooth. Uh, the tooth was loose anyway, so it's, but it still was like, ah! Served me right for eating someone else's Halloween candy that was just there. I mean, I was like eight years old at the time, but still. So we come from the scene as Kimmy and DJ are trying to open the sock drawer with Stephanie guarding it with her life. We see Joey has Michelle in one of those um, chairs and has a little um, car like box with the steering wheel and the sh- gear shift and everything. And I like what he does here. Like, hey, you ready to... Drive a car, Michelle, as he he's like, all right, toot the horn, and she does. And then he just starts moving the chair around the living room. I think that looks, looks like so much fun. Of course, Jesse and Becky show up. Jesse stopped by the toy store and got a blow-up giant-sized Godzilla for Michelle to play with, which is like two, the size of... Two Michelles, or maybe two and a half Michelles. Yeah. Looks like uh, Michelle's going to take a nappy nap while Jesse blows that thing up. And he pulls it out of the box, and it's just like, whoo, this is going to take me a bit. Because, you know, this is back when there wasn't a pump for it. You had to use your lips and just blow and blow and blow and take a break and put your hand over the nozzle so the air you put in doesn't leak out. 
Because that would be like a wasted effort. All that air I spent blowing into this thing. Escaping. Real quick, jumping back to DJ and Kimmy. With Kimmy concerned about giving up shopping because, you know, that's her life. She loves to do that. Like any teenager that is into shopping. And DJ's like, Kimmy, how can you compare shopping to having your very own horse? I just like, Kimmy's only interested in this. She's not 100% invested, not like DJ is on the rocket train. But she wants to help out her friend. Like, oh, my friend is just so into having a horse. And it's just... And the thing is, it's like, oh, Stephanie, if you keep the horse a secret for two weeks, it's like, what happens after two weeks? Do you say, oh, well, this is more than uh, responsibility than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be, like, me riding the horse. Because she assumes, like... Her dad and Kimmy's parents will be 100% on board and they'll take over the stable fee costs. Like, great, so you are out 50 bucks, which probably took you a while to save because who knows what Danny gives them for allowance. Probably, like, I think later on, Michelle's like, oh yeah, we get a buck a week for allowance. I was like, oh boy. So yeah, when Jesse and Becky come in, Joey puts on like a tough guy act. Hey, get out of the way, you bum! And Jesse's like, hey, Michelle, you go take a nap, and when you get up, this Godzilla will be all uh, blown up for you. And Joey's like, oh, yeah, Michelle, you ready for your nap? And she's like, hey, bum. And Joey's like, yeah, you gotta watch what you say around, especially if they're just, like, learning to talk. They will pick up anything. I gotta say, I really like Becky's... Like, pink, white, kind of blackish uh, plaid. But I also like the bolo tie that she's got with it. She's just, she's so pretty. Season 2, Lori Laugh, beautiful. I mean, she's 100% beautiful throughout the show and stuff. But season 2, she was just gorgeous. Okay, Michelle, you ready to go for a ride in your brand new car? Okay, here we go. Fasten your seatbelt. Okay, Michelle, let's burn rubber. Ready? Beep the horn. Aww. Oh, that is so cool. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, look out! Hey, bum out of my way. You ready for your nap, Michelle? Hey, bum. Hey, bum. You gotta be so careful what you say in front of these kids. <laughs> Michelle, look at this. We got your toy. Got your toy. Now you take a nap, and by the time you're done, we'll have it all blown up for you, okay? <laughs> Better sleep for a month. <laughs> a month. You know, you and Joey are gonna be great parents. You guys should really have kids of your own. Well, we've talked about it, and actually, neither one of us is willing to go through labor. <laughs> You need some help with that? No, I can take care of this. It's a man's job. All right, well, in that case, I'm going to get back to the studio. No, wait, don't go yet. I'm going to faint. <laughs> you know, I really had a great time with you today. Hi. Listen, Becky, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Do you eat dinner? Almost every night. This is amazing. So do I. <laughs> Two people, both dinner eaters. How often does that happen? Becky, have dinner with me tonight, please. 
I can't tonight. I have to work on Monday's show. It's the weekend. Oh, I know, but this job is a big opportunity for me, and I really have to stay focused. I got an idea. Take an hour and focus on some pasta visual. Don't misunderstand. I really like having you as a friend. Besides, it's going to take you all weekend to blow up Godzilla. Bye. Am I scaring her off? It's you. <laughs> All right, I'll have dinner with you. Come on. Let's go eat Tokyo. So after Joey takes Michelle upstairs, Becky's like, wow, seeing you and Joey with Michelle, it's like, you guys are going to be great parents one day. Have you talked about having kids? And Jesse's like, yeah, but neither one of us wants to go through the difficulty of giving birth <laughs> and labor. So she says she's got to head back to the studio and everything like that. And he's like, oh, uh, Becky, wait a minute. I want to ask you something. Oh, before that, as Jesse is sitting in the chair trying to blow up the Godzilla, Becky's like, oh, you need some help with that? And Jesse, of course, is like, oh, no, no, I can take care of this. This is a man's job. I'm like, yeah, okay, have fun with that, Jesse. <laughs> Here she is offering to... Uh, blow some air into that thing, putting her mouth on the same nozzle that you're blowing into. That's as close to a kiss as you're going to get. If you can't get dinner, this is as <laughs> Wow, oh my god. So, she's like, all right, if you don't need my help, I'm going to go back to the studio. He's like, Becky, wait, no, um, I had a lot of fun with you today. And she's like, yeah, I had a lot of fun with you too. And... He's like, hey, can I ask you a personal question? And she looks a little nervous, like, oh, no, what is he going to ask me? Or, odds are, because he already tried to ask her out to lunch. And, you know, she was just kind of like, because eh, he asked her when they were taking her and Michelle's picture. And, like, instead of say cheese, like, say okay. I love how Jesse is so kind of nervous around Becky, but then he's been so suave with the other girls he's been with. I think because for him, Becky is the real deal. He sees this woman who's about a career. She kind of knows where she's going in, in life and everything like that. And maybe that kind of is a little intimidating. So the idea of being shot down just has got to be nerve-wracking for Jesse. So he kind of was like, hey, um, do you eat dinner? And she's like, oh, almost every night. He's like, hey, me too. How about that? Two people eating dinner. And I like how she says, you know, this job is very important to me. I have to stay focused. He's like, because she's like, I got to work on Monday's show. And he's like, but it's the weekend. And he's like, hey, do you want to take an hour and have some pasta fazool? Or fazool? And she's like, I can't, I'm sorry. And it's like, dude, I know you're nervous around her and everything because you really, really like her. And you're just, he's like, please go out with me. It's like, a woman does not like a, des a desperate man. I mean, and I, I get it. He really, really does like her. He just wants to go out with her and spend time with her and stuff like that. But the fact that he's kind of downplaying her job, like, Oh, it's the weekend. Just take an hour. It's like, if she said no, I know it's hard for you, Jesse, but you need to respect her decision. And just say, well, okay, well, then maybe some other time down the road. I love, and she did this during the Tanner versus Gibbler episode when they first met and they were talking in the kitchen, 
how she ruffled uh his the front of his hair it's just it's so cute i like that gesture she even says you know i enjoy you know being friends and stuff and i get it she doesn't want to complicate things with the romance because she has her job this is a big deal she's on a talk show a major responsibility and I can understand her not gonna wanting to get you know wrapped up in a whirlwind romance that may or might may not go somewhere and then if something you know if they break it off and then she's not gonna be focused on her job because she's gonna be nur- she's gonna be nursing a broken heart so yeah Becky leaves and he looks at Godzilla like all right I guess it's you and me for dinner let's go eat Tokyo Alright, so now we're going to the stable, and DJ's telling Rocket how they're going to take such good care of him. And the camera kind of pulls back to see Kimmy there, and DJ's like, hey, you want to ride him first? And Kimmy's like, you mean get on him? (laughs) No way. So I gotta say, I really like Kimmy's attire here. It's kind of a um, olive or moss green colored um really looks like something you would see in the English country in like the 18th 19th century I'm just thinking I see her wearing that and I'm like I'm thinking Downton Abbey like Lady Mary wearing this get up um the jacket. Although, if I were to go dark, dark, Kimmy just with her hair in like um, short braids just makes me think of the book thief and the character of Lisa like joining the uh, Hitler youth. And I'm just like, Ugh. but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe and definitely say that she just looks like a girl who's gonna go riding. Just you wearing the. Uh, the proper attire. Even, you know, yeah, someone that's uh, joining the uh, equestrian team. Just wearing something so so fitting and everything. And she's like, oh, you mean get on him in my new outfit? Ew. Kimmy's wearing like a beige, uh, beige colored um, button-up shirt where the collar is kind of uh, over the moss green um, jacket that she's wearing. I I honestly think that Kimmy's outfit is definitely hands down going to be the best outfit of the episode. Because I really, really like it. So Kimmy's like, hey, why don't I just tell everybody in school that we got a horse? I believe, I think you might want to keep mum on that because what happens when you don't have the horse anymore and people are like, hey, you going to ride your horse this weekend? Shut up. Oh, she's got to do that later, partner. <laughs> I Yeah, I honestly think that for Kimmy, this is just a status symbol. Like, hey, look at me. I live in San Francisco. <laughs> and I own a horse. Like, how many sixth graders out there own a horse? About as many that probably own mopeds and jet skis. I own a yacht. I mean, I don't know. I mean, back then, what was the big thing for kids to own that was like... Higher than owning a Nintendo. Gosh. I can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So Kimmy leaves and DJ's like, hey Rocket, let's go for a nice long ride and I will try to explain Kimmy to you. 
And I'm sure Rocket's like, oh, you mean the girl that called me gross? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that girl. She's not getting up on my back, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. First chance I get, I'm gonna buck her off. <laughs> Rocket, we're gonna take such good care of you. You wanna ride him first? You mean get on him? <laughs> In my new outfit? Ew. Why don't I just go tell everybody in school, we got a horse. Later, partner. Rocket, let's go for a nice long ride. And I'll try to explain Kimmy to you. So we see DJ wearing a different outfit. So I, get, I think this is a montage of her just riding the horse in the park on several days, like over the course of two weeks. And I'm just, I was just thinking about this. Sure, yeah, she wants to keep it a secret from Danny as a surprise. Like, hey, for two weeks I kept this horse, didn't tell you about it, but I managed to keep it alive and feed it and have it watered and all that stuff. So, but I'm just thinking, horses do have an odor, and I do believe your clothes are going to have an odor to them. And right now, I'm pretty sure, doesn't Danny do the laundry? You're telling me he's not going to rifle through a week's worth of DJ's, like, everyday clothes? And like, whoo, whoo. Not to mention, if he's doing the laundry mixed with Stephanie's clothes, her clothes are going to, like, I mean, that, that laundry is just, bleh. I mean, horses are nice and everything, but, I mean... Unless DJ's like, oh, I gotta do my own laundry. Maybe pretend like, like, oh, Dad'll think I'm more responsible because I'm doing my own laundry. But seriously, I don't want him to know about uh, the horse, so I gotta do my own laundry so he doesn't uh, pick up the scent on me. This is actually Candace Cameron riding this horse. I'm guessing maybe she had previous experience riding horses, going horseback riding with her family. Or maybe she took lessons. I'm kind of curious to hear about this. I would love love to know. We see her on a park bench brushing Rocket wearing a different shirt. So this has got to be like day two. This has got to be like day four. Because we got a quick shot of her like in a t-shirt. And now she's wearing a shirt with a sweater over it. And she's still at the park feeding the horse a carrot. Nobody else is at this park, mind you. This is a, a park that just doesn't have any people in it, which is surprising because she's clearly doing this after school. You think the park is going to be filled with people just hanging out, having picnics, just doing whatever, throwing the frisbee around. I'm surprised there's no dogs around so that horse isn't getting spooked by anything. Now, it might be just the sunlight, but I think, yeah, definitely this could be a different horse because this horse's fur is a light brown, where in the stable, it's more of a darker brown. So, yeah, two weeks is up, and DJ is brushing Rocket, telling him how it's, these two weeks have been the best of my life. So she's saying, you're the best horse I've only own, <laughs> ever owned, and I'm not just saying that because you're the only horse I've ever owned, but if I had a hundred horses, you'd always be my favorite. Yeah, right near shot of that other horse who... Does not get a name. Does not get any screen time. So jelly, that poor horse. Like, I don't even get a pat on the nose. She just walked by me like I didn't exist. 
<laughs> My owner only comes to see me once a month. Okay, here we get uh, Kimmy as dressed as Jesse from Toy Story 2 and 3 and 4. <laughs> she looks oh my god oh my gosh you know what this could be oh gosh I gotta I'll think about that because I like both of these outfits that Kemi wears and I'm just like oh what one do I like more because this one she's wearing jeans she's got red cowboy boots she's got a kind of gold and brown faux leather vest she's got a plaid shirt she's got a cowboy hat funny how someone's dressed like a cowgirl but refuses to get on or even pet this horse i like her red bike <coughs> it's been two weeks of course dj's like i need the money kimmy it's been two weeks and of course kimmy's like oh wait you didn't say anything about my awesome outfit it's like, yeah, that's great. And DJ just like, oh no. Kimmy, you didn't. And, of course, Kimmy's like, I did. I I don't even know how I got there. She's like, Kimmy, you went shopping. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, I walked past the store. I wasn't going to go in, but then I saw these boots and this hat and this vest. And I'm like, I have to have it. And DJ's like, Gibbler, you're a malaholic. Don't put this on Kimmy, honestly. I think, you know, Kimmy, what is she getting out of this? Just other than the status of, I have a horse, I don't ride it, I don't pet it, I don't brush it, I don't do any of that stuff. I don't even interact with a horse, but I have a horse. What? be like buying the most expensive car parking in it in, in your garage and using um your spouse's car to drive to work like oh i bought it but i'm not going to drive it because it's just it's too nice i don't want to like wreck it or like ugh, this doesn't make any sense i think honestly i'm definitely thinking the cowboy outfit for kimmy is going to be the first the best and then the um the upper crust England countryside outfit is going to be the runner-up. Because I just, I love it. It's just so great. Rocket, these have been the best two weeks of my life. You're the best horse I've ever owned. And I'm not just saying that because you're the only horse I've ever owned. <laughs> if I owned a hundred horses, you'd always be my favorite. Hi, DJ. Hi, Rocket. Kimmy, where have you been? I need you $50. Has it been two weeks already? Uh-huh, $50, Kimmy. Maybe you should have had her... Do you like my new shirt and my new boots? Yeah, they're really nice. Oh, Kimmy, you did. You did. You went to the mall? I don't even know how I got there. I tried to leave. But then I saw this shirt and these boots. Gibbler, you're a mollaholic. <laughs> I'm sorry I spent the money. I'm sorry I let you down. I'm not ready for this responsibility yet. You were never ready Bye, for that horse. You didn't want the horse. Bye, Rocket. Not acknowledging you. Hi, kiddo. <laughs> Something wrong, Duff? My friend went out on me. I only have $50. Ooh. Well, now that leaves you about $50 short. Now, if you can't afford to take care of the horse, I gotta find someone who can. Well, 
wait, let me check my backpack. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna find fifty dollars worth of stuff in your yeah. Uh, math book that's never been used. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh wait, something better than cat. A George Michael C D. Okay. Either that boy's wearing a earring or that gal's got some serious stubble. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey, I gotta have cash. I, I gotta go tell the boss that he's gotta find a new owner for Rock. Well, wait. Can I just take him for one last ride? No harm in that. More like kidnap I'll him? Be back. Don't worry, Rocket. I'll think of something. Nobody's ever gonna take you away from me. The horse doesn't even look like he's reacting. Ugh, don't touch me. Oh, yeah, this is just. I see DJ in this episode. She is a hundred percent selfish. She pulls Kimmy into this when Kimmy. This isn't what Kimmy wants. She's like, I'm sorry, DJ. I'm not ready for this kind of responsibility yet. And I'm just thinking, so it's fifty dollars every two weeks, so that's twenty-five bucks a week. Why don't you just say, hey, twenty-five dollars? Oh wait, no, it's fifty dollars a week. Oh my goodness gracious. That is a lot of money even back in 1988. You don't see a lot of kids walking around with $50. Or $100. I'm guessing that whole outfit cost 50 bucks. You know, the hat, the boots, the... Maybe the jeans are her own. And, um, you know, the shirt and the vest and all that good stuff. And I'm like, Kimmy sure did go to a lot of trouble to dress like a cowgirl when she's never gonna get on that horse. Yeah, I really feel for Kimmy. I mean, she is DJ's best friend and everything, but DJ is taking full advantage. Asking for for money from Kimmy and her to take part in something that she really doesn't want to do, but she's just trying to be a good friend for DJ because she knows DJ wants this. And I'm like, yeah, she wants it now. But what about two episodes from now? Yes, we do see the horse figurines in her room on occasion, but eventually all that, just like, just like the Stacy Q poster that's there for an episode and it's gone. And they, the set designer couldn't even find a real horse poster. They just got a folder. Like you go, like when you're shopping back to school, they have like folders of animals, puppies, kittens, tigers, lions, um, horses, because you can see it's the same picture because it's a folder, but it's got the barcode on the bottom of the the side of one of them. I'm like, oh my goodness, come on, you guys weren't broke. You could have done better. There were horse posters out there in 1988. But those horse figurines, I mean, those, I bet those cost a pretty penny. Well, maybe not. Because my cousins, you know, they grew up on a farm, and they would collect... John Deere tractors and combines and, um, you know, hay mowers and all that stuff. And that stuff, I think, was, you had to go to a special store that made those things. Because she's even got, like, the, not the, it's not a horse blanket. I can't think of the term, but it goes, like, around the, the horse's body, kind of, like, keep it warm or something. I don't know what it is. So... Kimmy's like, I gotta go. Bye, DJ. Don't hate me. Bye. Uh, yeah, rocket, bye. <laughs> and of course, DJ's upset. She's kicking a uh, barrel. We got 
the stable hand coming in. And I remember, you know, watching this, you know, prior to subtitles and stuff like that, like Hulu. Well, Hulu has some. Anyway, I always thought he said something wrong, darling. And no, he says dumpling. Okay. It's like, something wrong there, dumpling? And DJ's like, yeah, my friend limped out on me. I only have $50. He's like, oh, no, that, that leads you about $50 short. Now, if you can't take care of the horse, I'm going to have to tell my boss that he's going to have to find Rocket a new owner. And DJ is all like, oh, um, here, let me look at my backpack. Like, she's thinking, like, $50 in merch is just going to pop out of there. She's, oh, let's see, um, I have a hairbrush that's never been used. Um, I mean, uh, she's like, a hairbrush, a math book that's never been used. Yeah, right. Oh, something better than cash. I mean, this is 1990, 1988, everybody. A George Michael CD. Now, I see this guy, and I don't think, he hasn't even heard of George Michael. <laughs> He's like, hey, there's that guy's wearing an errand, or, or that girl's got a lot of stubble. <laughs> even the horse is like, what? <laughs> yeah, I see this guy as someone who listens to, like, George Jones, Conway Twitty, you know, probably... You know, country state. This is 1988. It's before really Reba McIntyre really blew up, got big. Before the time of Garth Brooks, Tim McGraw, stuff. You know, Alan Jackson. I could go on and on and on forever. Um, but he's not listening to George Michael, Michael Jackson, The Bangles, Madonna. He's not listening to that. More likely. He's probably, whatever he's playing for the horses, because, you know, I'm sure that horses love music. I'm sure that you gotta, when you're doing your chores around the stable, you need to have some music. Oh my gosh, I gotta stop with this accent. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's the best I can come up with. I mean, I, I'm channeling, like, my dad and, like, uh, a farmer, so. <laughs> Do it, my... <laughs> But of course, and the fact that the guy is the, the stable hands even considering taking the CD as like for 50 bucks. How much do you think, in 1988, how much were CDs? I know in the 90s, they were still like 20 some bucks. I honestly got to say the price of CDs, I wouldn't say they're 50 bucks. I'd say they probably got to be between 20 and 30 dollars. Forty be pushing it. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, little lady. I, I gotta have cash. I, I gotta go tell the boss that he needs to find a new owner for Rocket. So, okay, hold up a second. So, two weeks is a hundred bucks, right? DJ's only got fifty dollars. How is that other week being covered? Is that coming out of the stable hands paycheck? I mean, is that $50? It's just going to feed and water and groom the horse and, like, cut its, like, hoofs or whatever you do to the hoofs to get all the gross grick and whatever that's built up underneath it? Another thing I was thinking about last night while I was trying to fall asleep is the fact that this guy has been entertaining this whole thing with a, 
a 12-year-old girl. Like, sure, honey, it's all right. You don't got to talk to your daddy and get permission. You can just give it $50 every week. Like, what? You don't do this with a 12-year-old. <laughs> he's, he's for two weeks he's been entertaining like oh yeah this this little this girl here she's gonna give me fifty dollars for the horse each week and the boss doesn't have any questions like okay um let me drop some papers and name this girl the legal owner of this horse I mean, I guess Rocket's original owner from Chicago is like, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't have time to ride the horse. Just sell it. I, I don't care. He doesn't want payment for the horse. None of this stuff. This, this is honestly, I think this is illegal. You're not for him to do this with without talking to a parent, without getting her signing any forms. Not to mention, if she's riding the horse, I'm pretty sure you have to sign a contract. So if you fall and, you know, break something, or, heaven forbid, die, that the stable's not going to be responsible. They're not going to be sued by your parents. Like, well, I didn't even know my daughter was out riding a horse every day after school. I, I didn't know. Oh my gosh. I need to, uh, she's, there are three adults in that house. Not one of them knew. She is so good at keeping this on the DL. And apparently Stephanie's good at keeping a secret because, I mean, nobody knew about this. She could have fallen off that horse. It could have got spooked by a snake. It could have taken off. She could have felt, this would have been DJ Rides again. The episode <laughs> but it's like no you have to sign something that so that way they're not liable if you get injured or die maybe she signed it up but she's still a minor okay let's move on from this because this is just ugh. I'm surprised they don't get sued from this just having uh transactions with a 12 year old for the ownership of a horse why does she think he's going to want a hairbrush? What, for his mustache? <laughs> I mean, it's not like the guy's got a long, flowing white mullet. <laughs> Math book that's never been used. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, sixth grade math. Uh-huh. She doesn't have much in her bag. A math book, a hairbrush, and a George Michael CD. No homework, mind you. She's... She came from school, so of course her bag's going to be there, but nothing else. How is she going to make up that other $50? It's been two weeks. She still owes another $50. i am sure Danny eventually, once he finds out, like, I'll, I'll take care of it. Thank you. It's coming out of your allowance, by the way, but I'll take care of it. Would you consider that George Michael CD better than cash in 1988? No, I'm playing Careless Whisper by George Michael. I'm like, I could see the horses feeling, you know, mellowed out and just calm and relaxed listening to Careless Whisper. I mean, wouldn't you? Listen to that. Wouldn't, maybe he should take her up on the CD. I mean, I'll take the CD, but you still owe me $50. I think my horses will love this CD. 
Yeah, this looks it. It says George Michael Faith, and it came out in 87. So we got Faith, we got Father Figure, I Want Your Sex, Parts 1 and 2. One more try. Hard Day, Hand to Mouth, Look at Your Hands, Monkey, Kissing a Fool, A Last Request, I Want Your Sex. Faith, Instrumental Remastered, Fantasy, Hard Day. What is, I believe when I fall, oh, okay. Kissing a Fool. What is some of this stuff? Is this, I don't know if this is the one that she's holding. I think it is, but it isn't. Okay. So at this point, when the, uh, when the stable hand's like, hey, I got the tail, uh, the boss that he's got to find a new owner for Rocket, um, DJ panics. She's like, oh, wait, can I, um, at least take him for one more ride? Like, uh, you mean steal him? Uh, kidnap him? Uh, sure, sweetie, you can do that. I don't know, say no problem with it. So, the guy leaves, she goes over to Rocket, and he's like, Rocket, I will find something. I will take care of this, okay? Nobody's going to take you away from me, okay? Nobody. We are going to be together forever. And Rocket's just like, what? I, I mean, I like the, the rides in the park, but this is too much, DJ. I, I don't know. I mean, that that's if Rocket had an internal voice in his head, and I'm providing that voice for him. As DJ walks over to Rocket, we see her, like, like she's been holding her breath the whole time. Like, oh, boy, this is a problem. This is not good. And she's just petting Rocket, and Rocket shows no interest in her whatsoever. He doesn't move his head towards her. He is just, like, um, that's okay, DJ. I think I'd rather stay here in the stable. Because I know that someone's going to take care of me properly. You're only a kid. You might forget to fill my water bucket and give me oats on a regular basis. So, yeah. Yeah, this horse is not about it. Like, no, no, don't. Leave me here. It keeps, like, I get it for the actress. Like, she's grabbing onto Rocket or whoever the horse is in real life. His harness and, like, bringing his head down to her. Like... Come on, Rocket, you know you love me. Just show some emotion. I'm gonna lose you, and I can't lose you. Like, he's like, oh, God. I mean, uh, look at Rocket's face. He honestly does not look that broken up about it. She's more upset about it than he is. I mean, I've seen horses on shows. I know they show more emotion on their face than this. He's not gnashing his teeth. He's not, he's not doing any of that. That's because he honestly doesn't care. All right, now we're getting back to the house with Stephanie and Harry, who I'm guessing decided to race to see who gets in the house first. So I'm trying to think. I don't think I've covered an episode that has uh, Stephanie's friend Harry in it yet. So, yeah. Harry is a kid who definitely let... I think... I mean, he likes Stephanie... He does kind of let her push him around a little bit because he calls her chief. And she had, she touches the counter and says, I win. And he's like, I let you win. And she's like, I let you let me win. And he's like, got it, chief. <laughs> and what's sad about this is the fact that we have Harry in what maybe season two and three, part of three? 
Because eventually he just kind of goes away, and then he comes back one last time for Nerd for a Day. And this kid is, I mean, here he's got, like, a bowl cut. But then, later on, he's got um, a look that definitely says that he's uh, gotten a little old. Anyway, anyway, um, and this was Stephanie's one common friend. And then eventually she doesn't get another... I mean, we do see her with um, Rita in Driving Miss D, uh, DJ, which I haven't covered yet, but I will. Um, we see Stephanie trying to hang out with the Jennifers, one of which is played by Danielle Fischel from Boy Meets World is Topanga. Even then, when she was on this uh, I'm Not DJ episode and Silence is Not Golden... I think she was already, wasn't she already playing Topanga at that point? I'm just trying to wrap my brain, like, who else? I mean, we get Mickey, we get, and then finally Gia. But that's not till, like, season seven. And the whole time, it's like, you feel bad for Stephanie. Because, I mean, then again, you only see DJ hanging around with Kimmy. And yet she claims she has a bunch of friends. But then again, I mean, I get it, the show doesn't want to, pay a bunch of regular friends to be coming around all the time. That's why even on Fuller House, the kids only have, like, the one friend, uh, Jackson with Popco. Eventually, Popco goes away. We see him occasionally, once in a while. Um, we got Lola with Ramona, and Lola ends up going to Frisco or Fresno or some uh, moving. Maybe she'll be back in the final nine. Um, Max, again, I don't know. Do you even want to call Taylor a friend? I don't know. But anyway, it's just... But Michelle had a plethora. She had a lot of friends. She had Teddy. She had... I don't know. Would you call Aaron a friend? Eh. I don't know. That's kind of sketchy. That's a gray area. You had Derek. You had Lisa. You had Denise. Am I missing anybody? I don't think I'm missing anyone. Um, I definitely think here that Stephanie's gonna get the worst outfit. I don't know what they got going on with her, but she is, uh, she's got, like, a white long sleeve shirt with, like, stars on it or, um, what, uh, hearts or something. But it's got, like, a ruffle on the bottom of the shirt, which is different. She's got a pink and white polka dotted, uh, skirt, two-layered skirt. Kind of a mini skirt. It just comes right above her knees. She's got, like, neon light sky blue, like, spandex, like, tights. Then she's got yellow, like, canary yellow, maybe even, like, citrus yellow socks. That also kind of have the, you know, the, the ruffles on the edges. And, like, this is, I really don't like what this is. I can even imagine Jody Sweden, like, I'm wearing this. Ugh. So, she's like, hey, Harry, um, you want something to snack on? And he's like, yeah, I'll have a steak, medium rare. So, Stephanie goes over to the fridge, like, well, we're out of steak, but... How would you like my own patented recipe, cheese donuts? And Harry's like, wow, what is that? Here, let me take a slice of Velveeta, take it out of the plastic wrapper, fold it in half, 
without it splitting in two, that's amazing. And just, like, taking a bite out of it. Holding it up like it's a piece of construction paper that she cut a hole out of the middle. It's like, see? She's done it. It's got a hole in the middle. And I love Harry's response. Wow, where did you learn to cook? I would never want a cheese donut from anybody unless I'm making it myself. It's the easiest thing in the world. You just fold it a slice of cheese in half, bite into it, and why not just shove the whole thing in your mouth? Why even take the time to bite a hole in the middle of it? But hey, for seven years old, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good. Doesn't require any using of the stove, microwave, none of that stuff. Just fold, bite, boom, you're done. Fold, bite, and stuff it in your mouth. They're not even in the wrapper. paper bags of groceries. I really don't like paper. I like the plastic because it also can be reused as waste basket liners. But the thing with the paper, I just, I don't like the papery feel of it. It's just really like, there's just some textures that some people just, I don't like the feel of it. It just really kind of, don't like it. Um, but apparently DJ's got to help with unloading two Bags of groceries, because maybe that's her chore for the week. And Jesse's like, hey, Steph, why don't you go check on DJ? Tell her to get in here, because I need her help with these two bags. So Harry and Steph go out into the living room, and I'm like, uh, that horse is clearly posing, because it's got, I thought it was, there was something wrong with its back hoof. Like, oh, what's wrong with this hoof? No, but it's got its back hoof. Like, all three of the four feet are, the hooves are on the floor, flat on the floor surface. But one is actually being held, like, up. Like, it's exposing its hoof. And, of course, Stephanie's like, whoa, baby. Oh, she says, whoa. She does not say, whoa, baby. That's a line that comes in, like, season three. And we just see DJ with a horse in the house, and she's holding the lead to it. Oh, you know what is a kid? When I was watching this, I think I blatantly forgot that Stephanie had gotten uh, the tail of the horse and called the Buttercup. So I'm like, who is she calling Buttercup? Is she calling the horse that? Because the horse's name is Rocket. No, she's looking right at the tail. Harry, of course, is like, wow, you have a horse in your living room? I'm not even allowed to eat in my living room. Yeah, growing up, 
I ate in the kitchen, and then on Sundays, my dad would make Chef Boyardee, so it was the one time of the week that we'd, like, sit and eat at the coffee table with the television on. Oh, he's like, hey, I'm gonna go ask if I can sleep over. Well, Harry, by the time you get back, you're gonna be disappointed, because that horse is not gonna be there. So Stephanie's like, oh my gosh, DJ, are Rock and Buttercup gonna live with us? And DJ says, no, I went to get a carrot, and then he followed me into the house. Can you imagine? I don't know how far the stable is from her house. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm sure she rode the horse there. She didn't walk it the whole way. But I'm just like, can you imagine, like, people driving, like, hey, there's a kid on a horse. That's a little weird. <laughs> or just her walking down the street with a horse. It's like, there's no saddle for it either. Unless she's riding that thing bareback. She just, like, walked it there the whole way. Yeah, no way where is she going to be able to get that horse into that house without, like, here, Rocket, you stay here on the porch. I have to go get you a carrot. How about some water? Depending on how far he walked, he's probably thirsty. It is San Francisco, by the way. Granted, it's probably, like, what, November? So it's not going to be humid-humid, but still. So, of course, Stephanie's like, why did you bring him here? And DJ's like, I'm trying to, I want to get him out into the backyard. But, you know, and also, I didn't have enough money for stable fees. So you basically stole this horse. Yeah, I'm surprised she's never going to be allowed to go back to that stable. And that they don't, like, press charges. Because you don't own that horse. You paid for a week for that horse. But, yeah. Not to mention, I don't think you get to take the horse out for the entire afternoon. I'm sure you got to sign out, like, okay, what time you leaving? Okay, let me look at the clock. What time you got? Okay, you have an hour with the horse. You have to be back in an hour or we will charge you for an extra hour. DJ is so naive. She's just so figuring that, oh, Dad's going to fall in love with the horse when he sees him. But he's not going to fall in love with him while the horse is in the house. Like, we got to set this up just right so, Dan, so Dad just falls in love with the horse. But let's get him out to the backyard. Sweetie, you could put that horse on the roof and your dad would not fall in love with that horse. It's not the point of your dad, quote-unquote, falling in love with the horse. It's the fact that you were dishonest and you can't erase that fact. And you could tell Danny was so uncomfortable in that stable. I mean, he is Mr. Clean at this point, and he's just like, I gotta go home and take a shower. So Stephanie, of course, tells DJ, well, Uncle Jesse's in the kitchen, so clearly that's not an option to get him out. That's the only way to get to the backyard, apparently. And DJ's like, oh, man, we're dead. It's like, well, don't get me in trouble. Hide the tail. It's like, yeah, don't. This is all your idea, DJ. She's so selfish that she ropes in her best friend and her little sister into this crazy horse scenario. So DJ has Stephanie go and distract Uncle Jesse, like, hey, see if you can get him upstairs, but don't say anything about the horse. Well, she's kept this secret for two weeks. I don't think she's going to crack just yet. And even Stephanie's like, seriously, who'd believe me that there's a horse? in the living room. Uh, I don't think so. Whoa! Buttercup! Wow! Of course, Lonely 
nasty Viking sleepover. Eh, I wouldn't bother. DJ, are Rock and a Buttercup gonna live with us? No. No. He came in to get Rock and a carrot and he followed me in. I gotta get him out to the backyard. Why'd you bring him here? I didn't have enough money for stable. That was desperate. <laughs> Once Dad sees Rocket, I know he'll fall in love with him. But he won't <laughs> love him in the house. Gotta get him out to the backyard. Well, Jesse's in the kitchen. <laughs> We're dead. Don't get me in trouble. Hide the tail. <laughs> I'll get him out. You get Uncle Jesse upstairs. And don't say a word about the horse. Who believe me? Hey, Uncle Jesse, since Daddy's not home, wanna go upstairs and jump on his bed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was weak soft stuff. You couldn't come up with anything. What was that? DJ, yeah, really, what she's was? watching Mr. Ed. Yeah, I bet she is. <laughs> so real, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like we have a 4K TV. <laughs> Supermarket, some kid had a litter of these in a cardboard box. <laughs> Joey! Yes, I am trying to put the baby to horse. <laughs> How did you. Where did you. How did it. My words exactly. <laughs> oh, this is great. Danny's gonna walk in here, see this horse, and blame me for the whole thing. You know why? Because this is very funny. <laughs> Help me. I gotta get walking outside before Dad comes home. Steph, just keep a lookout for Dad. Okay. Danny's gonna flip his gourd. Of get course he is. How do we get him out? Uh, we'll feed him. Give him food. What does he eat? Hey! An old have any carrot? Yes, you get went to the carrot. market and you didn't pick up any hay. <laughs> Daddy's coming home. <coughs> Guys, please. I'm begging you. Help me. Jess, I got a plan. Follow my lead and agree with everything I say. Okay. So, I think this is comical with Stephanie trying to distract Uncle Jesse with, Hey, Uncle Jesse, since Daddy's home, do you want to go upstairs and jump on his bed? <laughs> Sound like fun? And of course, we hear Rocket in the living room. And Uncle or, uh, Jesse looks up and is like, what? And Stephanie, quick on her feet, is like, oh, it, uh, DJ's watching Mr. Ed. And then you hear the horse go, <sighs> and Stephanie, who's now in front of the door to the living room, is like, sounds so real, so lifelike, doesn't it? He's like, yeah, too real, as he picks her up and moves her, because clearly he can tell she's guarding the door. So he goes out, sees DJ with the horse, and he's like, how did you, what did you, I, help me out here. And of course, DJ is like, this is Rocket. So Jesse's like, all right, don't tell me, let me guess. You're walking past a supermarket, and a kid had a litter of these in a cardboard box. Oh, no, she's like, oh, I can explain. And then Jesse's like, oh, yeah, let me guess. You were walking past the supermarket, and a kid had a litter of these in a cardboard box. So Jesse shouts up the stairs for Joey. Joey's like, Jess, I'm trying to get the baby to, and Joey is on the landing of the stairs looking down like, horse. Like, yeah, it's a horse. 
I'm trying to get, well, he's probably trying to get Michelle down for a nap. So Joey, of course, <laughs> like this, he's like, yeah, this is real great. Danny's going to come in here, see this horse, and blame me, because you know why? <laughs> this is very funny. And of course, DJ is desperate, like, please help me get him out of here, into the backyard. Dad's going to freak out. But Jesse's like, oh man, Danny's going to flip his gore. We got to get this horse out of here. How do we get it to move? And it's like, oh, we'll feed him. How about, <laughs> what does a horse eat? And I'm like, well, oats. Uh, you could just get him a carrot. Well, that's what DJ was going to do. And Joey's like, oh yeah, they eat hay. And Jesse says, well, we don't have any hay. And I love Joey's response. Like, yes, you went to the market and you didn't pick up any hay. So, Stephanie, who's been watching for Danny outside, goes and says, Daddy's coming up the steps. It's like, shoot, shoot, shoot. This is not good. So, now it's like, all right, Jesse, just go with me on this. Agree with everything that I say. So, they go up to the door to kind of block Danny's view as he opens the door. And they are like, oh, we have a surprise for you, but it's in the kitchen or it's in the backyard, but you got to close your eyes. And I love how Danny closes his eyes, and he's like, Joey, you're making that chili again, aren't you? <laughs> and of course they drag, Jesse and Joey both drag Danny by his arms into the kitchen. But not before Danny opens his eyes, turns and looks, sees Rocket, and then he runs back out from the kitchen into the living room. And it's like, what in the, what is this horse doing in my kitchen? Or in my living room? And he even says, it's like, because he's a neat freak, he's a clean person. I, I don't think Danny's eyes could be exploding out of his head if he tried. Because they're just saucers, huge. As he goes over the horse and says, there's a horse in my living room. And Stephanie's like, hey, he didn't hear it from me. It's like, no, he didn't because he saw with his own two eyes. I love how he <laughs> bends down and is like, what are you doing here? And Stephanie, of course, trying to do her own impression. Hello, Dad. And <laughs> Joey's like, hey, good impression, Steph. Next time a little more Johnny Cash. So, DJ fesses up, well, kind of, and says, Dad, I can't tell a lie. This is my horse. I've had him for two weeks. Um, first of all, it's not your horse. Second of all, you only paid for one week. So, only part of that horse is yours. And, and Danny's like, you can't tell a lie? If there's a horse in my living room. There has to be a, a lie involved in here somewhere. And DJ, of course, is already back at like, I can explain everything. He's like, how did you get it here? Has it been here for two weeks? Welcome to Father Knows Nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's kept it secret for two weeks. Who's to say that she wasn't hiding it in the backyard somewhere? Danny is majorly PO'd. He, oh my goodness. And DJ's like, Dad, this is Rocket. Like, what is that going to do to help your dad your dad is about literally ready to explode in anger and you think dad this is rocket introducing him to the horse is not going to make him fall in love with it and in, in any way it's going to make him be like 
I don't care what the horse's name is. I don't want it in my house. And I just, 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 he finally was like, DJ, you need to go to your room. Guys, can you get this horse out of my living room? Thank you. And of course he's like, I just waxed the floor. Because he's looking at the horse's hooves like, yeah, this is definitely doing damage to the hardwood floor. Oh no, he says, DJ, we have to talk. Go to your room. Yeah, he is not happy. And I don't, I, I honestly think that DJ's mind was so clouded and fixated on this horse that she didn't, couldn't look past the continuing cost of the horse. Just thinking like, oh yeah, once I get, you know, dad will love it and he'll be so proud of me. To just the whole realization behind how she went about this the the wrong way. He hands the lead rope uh, connected to Rocket's harness or halter to DJ, uh, to Jesse. So can you get this thing outside in the backyard, please? I can't believe it. I just vacuumed in here. Yeah, and like I said, I can only imagine what the horse's hooves are doing in that hardwood floor. So Jesse's like, all right, um, how do we get the horse to move? And Joey's like, well, you just put a coin slot, or you put a coin into the slot, and it just moves automatically. And Jesse's like, no, seriously. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to ride him out. And I love how <coughs> they go through the doorway, and of course, John Stamos has to duck in the doorway. So he doesn't hit his head. Hi, Danny, we got a big surprise for you, right, Jess? It's big. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's in the kitchen, so close your eyes. All right, close your eyes. Welcome, close your eyes. Here we go. Wait. I know what the surprise is. Joey, you're making that chili again. Say, what in the what? There's a horse in my living room. He didn't hear me. What are you doing here? <laughs> Good impression, Steph. A little more Johnny Cash. Dad, I can't tell a lie. This is my horse. I've had him for two weeks. You can't tell a lie? <laughs> There's a horse in my living room. There has to be a lie involved here somewhere. I can't explain everything. How in the world did you get it here? What were you thinking about? Has it been here for two weeks? <laughs> Welcome to Father Knows Nothing. Yeah, this is Rocket. And? Okay, we have to talk. Go to your room. Would you guys please get this thing outside? I can't believe this. I just vacuumed it. <laughs> <laughs> about getting the horse to move? Oh, yeah, there's a little coin slot you just drop a quarter into. <laughs> yeah, I'll ride him. Okay? okay? Stay? Stay? All right, let's go. Of course, Stephanie's like, hi-yo, buttercup. Like, hi-yo, silver. Away. It looked like that horse, because I know when a horse lifts its tail, it's going to take a poo. Stinky, stinky poo. Horse manure is got to be the worst. Right up there with cow poo. And then dog poo. And then cat poo. I definitely have to say the stinkiest poo has got to be 
horse poop. All right, let's go up to DJ and Stephanie's room where Danny is pacing and probably trying to keep his anger in check so he doesn't start screaming at his daughter. So DJ kind of starts this argument um, with, oh, you know how much I love horses, and I thought that if you saw how well I kept took care of the horse that you would let me keep him. I mean, that's child logic there. There is no real... I mean, if you, like... If she wasn't 12 and say maybe she was 15, 16, I think she'd be able to reason that this idea is just preposterous and just would never work. And Danny, he's furious. It's like, why didn't you come to me in the first place with this? And she's like, well, I mean, I started to, but then I thought you'd say no, so I stopped. He's like, yeah, but then you just went ahead and did it anyway. I like this here. Um, DJ does say, you know, I'm sorry, Dad. And he's like, I'm sorry, too. Because now I got a big problem. She's like, what? It's like, well, <laughs> you got a horse without my permission. You involved your sister in this. And you've been lying where, about where you're, you've been going after school for the last two weeks. It's like, I don't know when you're telling me the truth. I honestly like that they did, they did this with this scene because I see a lot of sitcoms where the kid lies. The parent, of course, brushes over the fact that the kid lies. But Danny is holding her accountable as far as saying, I have a big problem because I can't trust you anymore. Roseanne did an episode where Becky and her friend had snuck into the liquor cabinet and... Roseanne was like, well, I got a problem now. Can I not leave you alone and trust you, a 12-year-old, to be able to stay in the house and not get into trouble? Or do I got to hire a babysitter? I just, I, I like that they're holding the kids accountable for their actions. As far as you're not, I, I don't know. Can I trust you? Can I not trust you? He says, he even says, it's like for the last two weeks, it's been nothing but lies. It's like, how do I know when you're telling me the truth? I just, I like that Danny followed through with this. He didn't say, oh, well, that's okay, DJ. I mean, you're upset enough, so we'll not. Like, no, he's going to hold her accountable. I mean, this isn't like ditching school to get Stacy Q's autograph, but it's not big enough like when Stephanie backed Joey's car into the kitchen. But still, it, it's still worthy of a grounding. You know how much I love horses. And I just thought if I could prove to you that I could take care of Rocket all by myself, that you would let me keep it. Why didn't you just come to me in the first place? Well, I started to. But then I thought you were going to say no, so I stopped. But then you went ahead and did exactly what you wanted to. I'm sorry, Dad. Well, I'm sorry, too. Because now I've got a big problem. What? Well, you got a horse without my permission, you lied about where you've been after school, and you involved your sister in this. For the past two weeks, it's been nothing but lies, hasn't it? Yeah. So how will I ever know when you're telling me the truth? I don't know. I'm sorry, Dad. All I could think about was getting the horse. I just want you to trust me again. <laughs> what can I do? Well, 
don't know, DJ. But I want you to know, even if you do something I don't like, I'm always gonna love you. We'll find a way to make this happen. Still gonna punish me, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> what about Rocket? What would you do if you were me? I definitely let you keep him. Oh, sweetie, that is not happening. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry, honey, but you have to give up the horse. Danny, don't apologize to her. She doesn't. She doesn't. Shouldn't be allowed to keep the horse. And I gotta hand it to Candace Cameron when Danny when um Danny is yelling at DJ and just saying, How am I gonna know if I can trust you again? And that you got a horse without my permission, you involved your sister in this, you you've been lying to me for the last two weeks about where you've been after school. And it's just you do see Candace Cameron really I honestly think this has got to be her first time getting emotional in an episode. I, I can't think right off the bat if there's been any that's been this level crying. Because you just see that bottom lip start to tremble. And it's just, I mean, I mean, if you're Danny, you're angry at your, your kid. If you're in Danny's shoes. If you're in, in a way in DJ shoes, sometimes maybe you think, oh, maybe if I start crying, they'll kind of back off a little bit, or maybe they'll go easier on me. Where, um, I don't know, but like I said, I gotta hand it to Candace Cameron. I think she did really well with this scene, and of course he's gonna punish her. It's like, yeah, big time, and. He says, we'll work something out. I think it's, we'll work something out about how to punish you, not we'll work something out where you can keep the horse. And DJ's like, well, what about Rocket? I'd be like, what about Rocket? My concern is about you, DJ, not about the horse. The horse is definitely going back. And just be happy that the stable's not pressing charges. Granted, she took the horse out, but I'm sure there's a time limit for how long you can have the horse. I think so many laws were broken here with that stable. I really, really do. She's a minor. She's just taking the horse wherever she wants to, which I don't think that would be allowed. So he's like, well, what would you do if you were me? And she's like, oh, I definitely let me keep him. And he's like, well, huh, honey, I'm, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to give up the horse. And I'm like, Danny, don't apologize. You are well within your right. To punish her. And no, she doesn't get to keep the horse. Now, of course, we see the end result. She's at the stable. How she's even allowed to go back, I, I'm even surprised. Because you'd think that stable, like, well, because of your actions, I don't think you should come back to our stable anymore. I honestly would see them wanting to press charges. But then again, like I said, they'd probably find themselves in hot water because of all the laws they're probably breaking or, or, or whatever. It's just a 12-year-old dealing business with a run-of-the-mill stable. Just so many, red, so many red flags, I can't even, I've lost count. I'm sorry, Rocket. 
first wanted to get you, I just thought it'd be fun to have a horse. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think of that. Now that I know you and how sweet you are, you're my friend. I'm gonna miss you so much. Would you like to meet Rocket's new owner? I don't think so. <laughs> We've already met. <laughs> Becky, you're getting Rocket? Well, your dad told me what was going on, and growing up on a farm and all, I really miss being around animals, especially horses. So here I am. So you can afford well, 200 bucks a month? You're getting a great horse. <laughs> Rocket, you're getting a nice owner. Well, DJ, I was wondering, <laughs> maybe you'd like to help me take care of him, even ride him once in a while. I'd love to, but I have to ask my dad. Could I help take care of Rocket after my punishment's over? I think we can work something out. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs> You're right. I am. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. You're welcome. Mm. Look, Michelle. Horsey. Want to pet the horsey? What does the horsey say? <laughs> this is a gifted child. I love you, Rocket. So DJ's kind of sitting up on the uh, corral that the horse is in. And she's saying about how... You know, when she first thought she'd be getting the horse, it'd be all fun and everything, but then... Yeah, she just... Like, when I first thought I'd get you, I thought it'd be so much fun. And now, you know, I've learned how sweet you are and how you're my friend. And the horse just is... Again, the horse is over. It's like he can't get his head away fast enough from her. Like, uh, I don't want to associate with you anymore. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm going to miss you so much as she's petting Rocket. And of course we got uh, the stable hand here like, hey, would you like to meet Rocket's new owner? And DJ's like, uh, I don't think so. And of course, in comes Rebecca. And she's like, well, we've already met. And DJ's like, wow, Rebecca, you're getting Rocket? She's like, yeah, well, I mean, I grew up on a farm and everything, and I've been kind of homesick for that. And I'm like, hey, why not get a horse? Like, wow, I mean, that's great. Rebecca's pulling in money so she can afford the $200 a month for stable fees. That's awesome. <laughs> DJ is so excited. Like, oh, my gosh, Becky, you're getting Rocket? So, yeah, Becky's like, well, your dad told me what's going on, and, you know, being on a, growing up on a farm, I really miss animals, I don't, and especially horses, aww, and DJ's like, well, you're getting a great horse, and Rocket, you're getting a nice owner. Again, we ignore that poor horse over in the corner, that is so sad. So, Becky's like, hey, DJ, if you want, you can help me take care of him, you know, brushes made, and you know, the upkeep and maybe ride him once in a while. I mean, I honestly just, for this whole thing, so she doesn't get to keep the horse herself, but in a way it's worked out so she can still be involved in the horse's life and still, I don't know. It just seems like, I mean, yes, she was still punished because Danny comes in with Michelle and 
DJ's like, hey, can I help out with Rocket, you know, after my punishment's over? He's like, yeah, I don't see why not. We can work something out. So it's like, she she's still being punished, but in a way she's still being rewarded. She's still getting what she wants. She doesn't get to own the horse, but she still can, you know, interact with it, see it, ride it. Danny brings Michelle over to pet Rocket. And he's like, what does the horse he say? And Michelle's like, <laughs> however and Danny just looks at Rebecca like this is a gifted child like I, I, I don't know about that I mean she can tell it's a horse he's probably seen like Mr. Edry runs like oh yeah that's what a horse is <laughs> and then of course we see DJ riding the horse I'm guessing this is just the same montage we have with the good day sunshine song Alright, so for the segment of best dress, definitely, like I said, I want to give it to Kimmy's Cowboy Jesse, Cowgirl Jesse outfit, even though Toy Story wouldn't be around for at least another, what, seven, this is 88, so seven years? Wait, no, Jesse didn't come around until 98, so <laughs> a decade. Um, Alright, so, wait, wasn't it 99? I swear, let me look. I think Toy Story 2 was 99. Maybe. Or maybe it was 98. Let's find out. So, yeah, she's definitely going to win Best Dressed of the episode for that. And, of course, runner-up is her English countryside riding outfit. Which is so ironic because she never gets on that horse. She, do she doesn't even interact with the horse, like, at all in the episode. Oops, Toy Story 1, 95, okay, 99, so it was 11 years later. Worst dress, definitely, like I said in the episode, Stephanie with the shirt with the bottom ruffle, and then you got the neon light blue, like, I don't know if you want to call them tights, it's more like spandex, and then she's got... The pink skirt and then the yellow ruffled sock. So it's just a mishmash of colors. And if you think about it, her mini skirt, her her leggings, her socks are all brightly colored. But then she's got this plain Jane looking off-white sh shirt that just is, doesn't go with it at all. And this is speaking from someone who knows nothing about fashion. So... Lesson learned for this episode is if you want something, like in DJ's case, you go to your parent first. No way in the world that this would work today or even in real life in 1988. A child cannot just go into a stable and say, I want to buy that horse. And if you think about it, that guy didn't get any. He said every two weeks it's $100, not $50 a week, which, any anyway, it's just, it, that, that wouldn't happen. I say honestly, in DJ's case, you want a horse? That's great. Why don't you take riding lessons? Why don't you help, like, get a job as a stable hand? Or, so you can be around horses. Because, I mean, horses are expensive. They live to, what, 20, 30, 25 years? I don't know. Let me see the life expectancy. I'm sure all horses have different life expectancy. Like, the bigger 
the horse, the shorter the lifespan. Or I think that's the same with like large breed dogs. Um, horse lifespan. Let me see here. Uh, hey, I was right, 100%. 25 to 30 years. Woo, that's a long time for a horse. That's like people are like, I want to get that that big giant parrot, and then you find out it lives like 70 years. <laughs> I, I I've been in a pet store and I'll like see one of those cock, big like cockatoos or uh African gray parrot and just the sign below says life expectancy like 60 to 70 years. It's like that is a commitment that you may not live to be able to meet. <laughs> like you better set up a will that says if I die before this parrot Somebody better take care of this parrot. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's the episode. So, yeah, the lesson learned, bottom line is, don't go sneaking around your parents' back, because you know in the end you're going to get caught. It's going to be worse than what it could have been. Just ask. And, and odds are yes, they'll say no, but work it to your favor. Just say, okay, if I can't have a horse, can I do something in the way of, like, you know, right, you know, taking writing lessons or helping out at a step, you know, something that works for you. So that way it's not going to be exactly what you want, but maybe it'll be close enough. And then that way, when you become an adult and you have your own money in your own place and a place to put a horse, then you can get a horse. A great example of this would be the Simpsons episode. It's from season three. It's where, if you've seen the early Simpsons episodes, which I only watch them until probably season eight is as far as I'll go. And if you know Lisa Simpson, you know she's always been clamoring for a horse since the pilot episode. I want a horse. I want a horse. So season three, where is it? Lisa's Pony, season three, episode eight. Homer buys Lisa a pony that the family can ill afford. It's kind of funny because in a way they repeat it down the road with Bart with um, a racing horse who he names Duncan. And of course the comic book guy has to mention like, oh, the Simpsons already had a horse and it caused Homer to work two jobs to be able to afford it. But yeah, um, if you guys got Disney Plus, all I think they're up to 30 episodes on Disney Plus. And that's what Jeremy and I do during our dinners. We watch old Simpsons episodes that we've seen a billion times and can quote verbatim. <laughs> Alright, so now, as promised, I am going to talk about uh, some horse stories. Stories about my sister's horse, Breezy. And why I most likely, I don't know if I'll get on a horse again. That's a big, maybe, that's a big if, so... Of course, I did promise to share some horse stories with you of my sister's horse when I was like seven or eight. Um, I don't know where she got the horse from. I think it was probably pretty, pretty old. I don't know how horses live, how long they live, like what, 30 years or so. Um, and this happened a couple of times where we were going to put the horse back in its little corral, its little stable. And I guess it, like, got spooked or something. Like, I held up, like, the reins or whatever, or the harness or something. The lead rope. I think that's what it was. And, boom, horse bolts. Just 
runs. And I just remember my Uncle Dwayne trying to chase the horse down in uh, a 4x4. Four four. Me <clears throat> and my cousins and my uncle or whoever just drives, like, searching for the horse. Even, like, the neighbor, like, picking me and Nicole up, looking for the horse. Like, where did it run off to? And it's just like, th this horse, honestly, I think it was more trouble than it was worth. I mean, and the reason why I don't <clears throat> go on horses anymore is because my sister had put me on the back of the horse and the horse just zipped off for its little corral. And granted, I'm like maybe seven, eight years old at the time, but it still freaked me out to the point where... Of course, the horse has a mind of its own, and it's just like, I don't want to be on this horse. I Even when my dad was on the horse, I would still be so nervous to be on it, because I knew that the horse was unpredictable. So, I don't know. Maybe one day I wouldn't mind trying to uh, ride a horse again, but that's a big, that's a big maybe. So here's an article, because I wanted to look up, like, horse songs. Uh, 30 Best Horse Songs from Horse Illustrated. Let's see. Appaloosa by Gino Vanelli. Crazy Horses by Osmond Bros. One Trick Pony, Paul Simon. Pony by Casey Chambers. Mr. Ed theme song, Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses by U2. Live Like Horses. Let's see. Oh, some uh, there's like uh, some here. Let's see here. Okay, so Appaloosa by Gino Vanelli. Seventies Canadian crooner sings Appaloosa, running wild in the dead of the night. Appaloosa, you're the message of love and light. Crazy horses by Osmond Bros. Rock out in early seventies with wild equines. Okay, one trick pony. Paul Simon. He's got one trick to last a lifetime. That. But that's all a pony needs. Pony by Casey Chambers. When I grow up, I want a pony. I'm going to ride her from dusk till dawn. Mr. Ed theme song, Of Course, Of Course. Who's Going to Ride Your Wild Horses by U2. Not really about horses, but cool nonetheless. Live Like Horses by Elton John. Someday we'll live like horses. Free reign from your old iron fences. Pulling back the reins. Like closing the barn door after the horse is already out. Pulling back on the reins does no good when what you're looking for, in this case, lost love, is already gone. A Horse in the Country by the Cowboy Junkies. Equestrian escapism at its finest, longing for the freedom to ride off in the sunset. Someday we'll saddle up and the two of us will ride away. This song I remember, this, I love this song, by Pam Tillis, country singer, called Let That Pony Run. She got a divorce and a chestnut horse. It goes to show... Basically, um, this person just commenting at the end. It goes to show you can ride out heartbreak. Back in the saddle again. Anyone who's ever taken a fall knows this one too well. Pony Boy by Bruce Springsteen. Who wouldn't want to be the boss's hoss? Or over the hills and through the trees. We'll go riding you and me. Um, let's see. Rolling Stones. While horses drag Garth, the stones can't be budged. Oh, because there's also a song by, um, 
Garth Brooks. Wild horses keep driving away or whatever. Um, <laughs> Wildfire. This is the one, guys. This is the one I'm talking about by Michael Martin Murphy. She ran calling wildfire. Dare you not to get this one stuck in your head. It is so good, guys. Um, Beer for My Horses uh, by Toby Keith and Willie Nelson. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I like country from, like, the 90s and stuff like that. Maybe a couple from the early aughts. But stuff like this, Beer for My Horses. Um, there's another one that's, like... Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Like, come on. Um, I just now I'm kind of just looking through and seeing other ones. Um, that uh, Tennessee Stud by Johnny Cash, never heard of it. Rider in the Rain, Wild Horses by Prefab Three Horses, Old Gray Mare, Wild Horses by Garth Brooks. Wild Horses just stay wild, and her heart is all I break. Wild Horses keep dragging me away by Garth Brooks. Do you know that um, I looked on Spotify, you can't find any Garth Brooks songs, like, at all. Luckily, I was able to get, like, a couple of the collections of his CDs, so I was able to put those on my iPod. But it's like, no, you can't, fi you can't find Garth Brooks on iTunes. It's like, you have to, like, go, like, to eBay to find Garth Brooks songs. See, he's got a lot of uh, Horse With No Name by America. We think this, oh my god, I'm just thinking about it. Um, I brought this up in the It Takes Two movie review because uh, Kirstie Alley's character Diane was singing this song. Like, I'm riding through the desert on a horse with no name. I gotta get out of the ranch. <laughs> However, <laughs> I want to play a smidge of Wildfire. Oh, it's, so be it's so beautiful, guys. It's gorgeous, this song. <laughs> many songs about horses, movies about horses, TV shows about horses. Such beautiful and amazing creatures. Alright, so join me next week for the next episode in the series. I've decided to call it It's a Full Animal House series. So, the next one I'm going to do, Season 5, Episode 18, entitled Too Much Monkey Business, which aired on February 11th, 1992. Danny's zoologist sister, Wendy, pays a visit with her pet chimpanzee. Yes, we get to meet. It's summertime. Well, not a, not officially summer, but yes, the motorcycles are out. I have the windows down. It does get frustrating from time to time. Or when people are, like, gunning their engines. It's like, enough. Guess that's what happens when you live in the city.
So yes, we get to meet Ginger the monkey, the chimpanzee. Oh, she's so cute. So yeah, also, if you haven't yet left a review on the Oh My Land to Holy Chulupa's Full House Fuller House podcast, definitely jump on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Five stars if you can. Use emojis. Have fun with it. Describe your favorite characters or episodes. And I'll be back next week with too much monkey business. Bye-bye.